and beyond the song, we make that prayer today. Our Father, you have given us the most wonderful person that ever walked on earth, Jesus Christ. And the more we see of his sweetness and of his power, the more we desire to be like him. Stamp the image of Christ deep in our hearts. We thank you for the Holy Spirit's work. As we study the Word of God together, the Word becomes living and stamps Christ deep in our heart. And so this is our prayer for today. In Jesus' name. Amen. We want to turn this morning to Acts chapter 1. We'll begin reading right from the verse 1. The first account I composed, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up to heaven, after he had by the Holy Spirit given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these, he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of forty days and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. 用许多的凭据将自己活活地显给使徒看四十天之久向他们显现讲说神国的事。Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, You heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. 耶稣和他们聚集的时候，嘱咐他们说：“不要离开耶路撒冷，要等候父所应许的，就是你们听见我说过的，约翰是用水施洗，但不多几日，你们要受圣灵的洗。”So when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, "Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel?" 他们聚集的时候，问耶稣说：“主啊，你复兴以色列国，就在这时候吗？” And he said to them, "It is not for you to know times or epochs which the Father has fixed by His own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be My witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria." And even to the remotest part of the earth. Jesus 
那圣灵降临在你们身上你们就必得着能力并要在耶路撒冷犹太全地和撒玛利亚直到地级做我的见证 and then in chapter 2 beginning in verse 1 第二章第一节, when the day of Pentecost had come they were all together in one place and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. 第二章第一节五星节到了门徒都到聚集在一处忽然从天上有一响声下来好像一阵大风吹过充满了他们所坐的屋子。And there appeared to them tongues as of fire distributing themselves and they rested on each one of them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. We are reading the moment in history when the church was born. So we just want two further references in the epistles of Paul. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 19 and 20. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. And then finally in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 10 and 11 According to the grace of God which was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it, for no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. In the early 20th century, there was a famous English preacher named G. Campbell Morgan. Morgan. And he wrote a wonderful book I recommend to all. It was called The Crises of the Christ. 
He took the major events in Jesus' life. 那他就写到这个在耶稣他的一生的许多的事在发生的事情。And he looked at them as a crisis moment.那他就是成为这些他生命的一种转机，一种危机。His birth，他的出生，his baptism，他的这个受浸，his temptation，他这个呃受试探，his transfiguration，他的在变化上他变化，his crucifixion，他这个定时之架，his resurrection，他复活，his ascension，他的这个升天。this is not a biography exactly. But he makes clear a very wonderful case. That we go through a spiritual process that leads to a crisis. And in that moment of crisis, we come to whether life will go forward or decline. The life of God comes. This life begins to grow. But it meets with crisis. Will this life continue to grow or will it decrease? So this is crisis that we all know. It's a, it's a time of emergency. It's a time at a crossroads. The English dictionary defines crisis this way. It's a stage in a sequence of events. In which the trend of all the future events, for better or for worse, are determined. It's a turning point. Now I understand all of you who speak Mandarin. Have a wonderful word for crisis. Which has a twofold meaning. The word means, if I understand it, both danger and opportunity. Now that's much better than the English word crisis. And this is what the, exactly what uh, Brother Morgan was speaking about. What I would like to do over some uh, uh, times and messages is to speak about not the crises of the Christ, but the crises of the church as we see it in the book of Acts. The church was born on the day of Pentecost. And its life began to grow. But it came to crossroads. Moments of danger and opportunity. Would they continue to go in God's path? Or would they go off into man's way? Now, I don't know about you, but many people love to read the book of Acts. The story of the early church. Some people say, Oh, I wish we could go back to those days. Everything was wonderful. 
当时相当一切都是非常的奇妙的。There was first love,有起初的爱。Lots of spiritual power,有许多属灵的能力。Many people getting saved,有许多人得救。Miracle,许多的这个神机。It was an amazing life,这是非常好的一个生活。But under the surface,they came to crisis after crisis。但是在表面上他们是经过一个危机,又经过另外一个危机。True spiritual growth will always be challenged by the world, by the flesh, and by the devil. When they came to a crisis, with those brothers in leadership, the apostles or the elders, would they go the way of the Lord? Or choose man's wisdom. In this understanding of the crises of the church, underneath is a valuable lesson. It's a lesson that we don't want to learn. But it's the truth. Crises, problems are good. They're God's way of increase for us. A problem or a crisis is a moment where issues are clearly presented before us. And we have to choose which way to go. Now you know I also fellowship, by the way. This, right now, I am celebrating. Fifteen years I have been here as my church home. A lot has happened in 15 years. Just to show you, how many people were here 15 years ago? It's 2002. Now look at that. We could fit them all in the ping pong room. <laughs> but the Lord has done wonderful things. Our dear brother Christian spoke the word of God and many people came among us. I praise God, this is my church home. 15 years. Now this assembly has gone through some crises. Now, which way will we go? This is very important. Now you know, my wife and I, we also fellowship in Manhattan. So today I say, Amen. Then we get in our car and we go into Manhattan. We say, Amen. You can see my wife and I are double blessed because we take the Lord's table two times. Now in Manhattan, there's many younger people. And we have this phenomenon among us. People come and visit us. And they say, we're church shopping. 
So we go to this church, we go to that church, we're shopping. The now, those people church shopping don't usually stay with us because we have too many problems. Everything already worked out. But God doesn't tell us the church shop. We're not to avoid crises. When we look even in the New Testament at the churches in there, we see that no church was without problems. Every church faced crisis. But some continued on in the Lord, and some fell by the wayside. And we see through church history that it was in moments of crisis that the Lord brought revival to His people and recovery to His church. So I, I would like to look at some of these crises. Danger is opportunity. But now the first question we have to come to. And as you can see, there's many people here who haven't been here perhaps too long. So in some of our explanations, we want to go right back to some very basic things. The first question I have for you is that this book we're reading today, the book of Acts, begs the question, the Acts of who? So this is our first problem, a crisis. Now, in many English Bibles, when you turn to Acts, on the page in big English letters, it says, the Acts of the Apostles. Now, originally, in the original language of Greek, it just says Acts. But you know, English people like to talk a lot, so they add words. Because if somebody sees something that says the Acts, they say, oh, who? So in English they put of the apostles. Now, I don't know, but how about the Mandarin Bible? It's Acts of the Apostles. Acts of the Apostles. <laughs> Chinese like to talk a lot too. Now we can understand this. Because you see the apostles moving from place to place and starting churches. Because we read some verses that say that the apostles laid the foundation of the church. They were very important people. 
We also realize that you can almost divide the book of Acts in half and say the first half is about Peter, the second half is about Paul. But although the apostles laid the foundation of the church, the book of Acts is not really starring the apostles. There's something more there. Now I have some commentaries on the book of Acts. And those commentaries call it the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Now that's a lot more spiritual. And of course you see the Holy Spirit working and leading and talking and doing miracles all throughout the book of Acts. Sometimes the servant of God was going this way and the Holy Spirit spoke to them and said, no, go that way. Sometimes the Holy Spirit came down upon people. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And John the Baptist, when he spoke about this age of Pentecost, he said that everybody would be baptized into the Holy Spirit. It's an age of the Holy Spirit. Where the sons and the daughters prophesy. Where old men dream dreams. Young men see visions. In this present age of the Spirit, every person born of the Spirit is being led by the Spirit. Empowered by the Spirit. And so we see this clearly in the book of Acts. No doubt, this is the time when the Holy Spirit is working uh, in the church. But that's not uh, what the book of Acts is about. Now, although it's not really hidden, most people don't listen carefully to the words at the very beginning of the book of Acts. Of course we know the book of Acts is about the birth and the growth of the church. Now you see apostles, you see the Holy Spirit, but the fruit is the church. And they were established in various cities and towns all over the place. But what does Luke say the book of Acts is all about? We go back to chapter Acts chapter 1 and verse 1. And we find the answer. It says, The first account I composed, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach. Now you notice that 
And he's talking about a first volume, which means the Gospel of Luke. Where he began to teach, uh, uh, where it was a record of what Jesus began to do and teach. The Gospel of Luke is a wonderful Gospel. Down from heaven comes God in a babe. The baby grows up as a man. And he becomes the savior of the world. He does many miracles. He teaches about the kingdom. I think as a Christian, the first time I fell in love with Jesus was reading the Gospel of Luke. It's because I realized that he was so very human, even though he was divine. If he looked at you, you had tears in your eyes, tears came to his eyes. Very human. And Luke chronicled some wonderful stories. Of all that Jesus began to do and teach. But now we must understand what he's saying. In my first account, that refers to the Gospel of Luke. I spoke about all that Jesus began to do and teach. But this gives us the clue. Because what he's saying is, now in this book of Acts, in this is volume two of what Jesus continued to do and teach. And we see a most wonderful revelation. When you look in the book of Acts, you see the apostles, you see the saints gather, you see the church, you see the Holy Spirit. Luke is saying, what you're really seeing is Jesus. He's still alive on this earth. And now I want to show you the history of Jesus continuing to do and to teach on this earth. Now, do you understand that? What is the book of Acts? It's the Acts of Jesus Christ. Now, from heaven, as head of his church, as master over his servants, he continues to lead on this earth. Now there shouldn't be a surprise to us. Because when Jesus spoke to Peter on top of the mountain, Jesus said, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. It's very clear who will build the church. Through the Holy Spirit, through the apostles, but Jesus, I will build. 
my church. Now the Lord has done something so gracious to us. Because he would build the church through us. Who was Peter? You know what Jesus is saying in this famous statement. He says, You are a, a little pebble. Peter. That, you see, Peter's name means pebble. A little rock. And then he says, Upon this huge rock, I will build my church. Jesus is the rock of our salvation. Now, if you're going to build a building, when I came here 15 years ago, and just finished this building, it was only two stories high. I don't know if you know, but originally we met in the house right next door. But we built here. I hope Enoch, I'm not sure, but did we build on the rock? Yeah, I hope we didn't build on, on sand. Or if someday you're down, eating downstairs and everything shifts, you realize we're in trouble. Now, in the book of Acts, Jesus is building his church. And he is the rock. Paul says, You can't build on any other foundation except Jesus Christ. He's the rock. And he says, Now, you brothers and sisters, be careful how you build on that rock. That rock is, well, I don't know, what would you say? A hundred percent gold? It's like a precious stone. It's the most beautiful stone. Who's going to put wood or hay or stubble on top of this rock? Uh, no, no, you only build with three things, Paul says. Anybody know what it is? I already told you, not wood. Don't build this church with wood. I know you may like woody from the toy story, but you can't build with that. No, no, only three things. If you build on this uh, wonderful, precious stone of Jesus, you must build with. Uh,哎呀,gold,呃,金,啊,neededly all the women's,呃,gold,silver,and,diamonds,no,not,diamonds,金,银,和宝石,gold,silver,precious,金,银,和宝石,that's the only thing,that we should build on this country,这是我们建
saints. But you know, a lot of the buildings of the church have been built with wood, hay, and stubble. And this doesn't have to do with the material of the building. It has to do with man's ways of building. I remember one day somebody knocked on my door. I said, oh, I said hello. They said, we're taking a church survey. This is a demographic. We're going through the neighborhood. Getting the profile of everybody. Who goes to church? Who doesn't go to church? Because we're going to start a church here if the demographics are good. Now, of course, you always have these statistic people. What a wonderful idea, huh? Oh, a lot of rich people here we've got to build. But these are man's ways. You know, man is always building something according to let's build something for a special age group. I've never seen anybody start a church at the old folks' home. Many say, ah, lots of young people here, let's start a church. Ah, lots of rich people here. Let's start a church. Ah, lots of Hispanic people. Let's start a church. You see, all of these things are smaller than the foundation. What's the foundation? Everybody who is born of the Spirit is part of the church. Not just a certain group. Now, so does that matter to Jesus? That we would build on a smaller foundation? We might build walls up between other Christians and us? Is this what the Lord wants to say? That I have many, many little groups in here are all different? So let's church shop, see which one we like the best. See, this is a crisis whenever it comes to man's building. And of course, this became the first crisis when the church was born at Pentecost. I wonder if the disciples may not have said on the evening after Pentecost. Peter, you preached too good, and now we got 3,000 new people. There's too much problems. Now look, we were up in the upper room with 120 people. The upper room was already crowded. We don't need any more people. Now, why did you go preach? And now 3,000 people got saved. We have no place to put them. Oh, such a crisis. What are we going to do? The church immediately comes to a crisis. 
Now you hear it in that first chapter as we read. You see, Jesus made a mistake. Or I'm only saying this. Jesus went left them and went to Calvary without giving them a blueprint for the church. See, like I got maps in the back of my Bible. Now, if Jesus just had a blueprint for the church in the Bible, it would have been so easy. Jesus didn't leave any blueprint. But of course you can see that the disciples were thinking a lot about it. Jesus said to them, Wait here in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes down. In the hearts of the disciples, okay, you're going away. How do we build the church? Jesus answered, Wait for the Holy Spirit. But of course they can't wait for the Holy Spirit. Have you ever heard a Chinese businessman saying, you know, I'm going to wait for the Holy Spirit. Open that store, start a new job. So the disciples came with a question. I think we got it. Is it right now at this time that you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? So that's Did you notice that? Verse 5 or 6? So what's in the disciples' mind? They're not even thinking about the church. Even though Jesus said, I'll build my church, they've forgotten that completely. Now what they think Jesus is saying, I want you to preach the gospel of the kingdom, and then I am going to bring the kingdom right here in Israel and defeat Rome and the world, and then the new age of the kingdom will come in. So Peter and the disciples, they've been listening, saying, Jesus, watch and pray, I'm coming again. So they figured they could just preach the gospel of the kingdom, uh, maybe in one more year, two more years, and then Jesus will come, and the whole king, it'll be the new kingdom of Israel. All the Jews will gather together. Peter wasn't even thinking about Gentiles. Jesus, are you about to do a Jewish thing? Jesus said, never mind. Wait for the Holy Spirit. And that's the mystery of the whole thing. We see uh, that uh, they waited and of course the Holy Spirit came and then what did they do? Uh, then they had to try to figure out what to do with these 3,000 people. What should we do? Or should we meet in the temple? Should we build a temple? This is the problem with the church. 
The church grows the fastest where people don't have any money. Many of the 3,000 people got saved. They were slaves, they were laborers, they were women, you know, not people with money. Now they couldn't have built the building if they wanted to. So what are we going to do? This is such a problem. But the Holy Spirit came. And all they could do was live day by day. And so we discovered they did two things. After the church was born, here was the real problem. Everybody born again wanted to get together every day. Oh, I wish we had that problem today. Everybody gathers here today. What do we have? 300 people here? And we come to prayer meeting on Tuesday. We wonder if there's been a rapture because everybody's gone. But the early Christians were so full of Jesus that they wanted to get together every day. So they came up with two temporary solutions. We'll meet in the temple grounds somewhere where we can gather a bunch of people. And every day when they gathered there, one or two of the apostles would stand up and they tell what Jesus had done. Talked about his saving stories and his healing stories. More people will get saved. And they did that in the temple until they got into so much trouble they couldn't do that anymore. And what else did they do? They met in each other's houses. The church is always the strongest when it's seen in the houses. So after listening about Jesus all day after the afternoon in the temple, they went back home and they went over to Enoch's house. Everybody went there for dinner every night. They sent one apostle over there, one apostle over Maurice's house, one apostle over to Mina's house, and everybody just went there and they had the dim sum every night. That was the church. There was no building. How do you define the circumference of this church? It's only later on that the building became a question. We all know that in the 4th century AD, Emperor Constantine made Christianity legal. Not only did he make it legal, they started building churches, church buildings. And then immediately, compromise came in. So, so Constantine and the bishops said, how, how should we build this building? 
then somebody had a wonderful idea. We should build it like the temple. Ah. Now, how many of you have gone in, gone over to Europe and gone into some some of these old Catholic huge churches? Huh? And even here in the United States, go to St. Patrick's. On Fifth Avenue, going to this huge place. Huh? I don't know if you've ever noticed, but this is how they designed the building. You go in to the outer court of the tabernacle. What do they have there? They have some, some holy water. You sprinkle. Old Testament, in the tabernacle outside, you have the labor. And you go into the uh, from the outer court you go into the holy place. In Latin, the holy place is called sanctuary, it just means holy place. Now the church is a sanctuary. Now the building is holy. It's a holy place. You can't wear a hat, or you have to wear a hat, or whatever. It's a holy place. And you see the holy place. And up in the front, there are the, the, the priests wearing the robes and the whole thing and swinging incense and various things. And then at the most important point of the meeting, you ever notice the priest turns around and goes all the way to the end of the building? He opens the veil of the Holy of Holies. They always have a very ornamented gold or silver box this size. What's in the Holy of Holies? Jesus. Oh, well, they have wine and bread. Of the Holy of Holies. And then they say, Abracadabra. Abracadabra. And the body, of the, of suddenly Jesus' body is there, and Jesus' blood is there. They got it out of the Holy of Holies. Now, it's so holy, they won't give you the wine, but they give you a, a little piece of bread if you're good. But you know, this, this building affects the worship of the church. Now, when you go into the building, especially if they have uh, people singing, it sounds like angels, so much echo. But you're just standing out here in the holy place and they're doing mysterious things up in the front. You have no part of that. You can't break bread. That became the building. And the church became the building. Then Luther came along with the Reformation. We need the word of God. But he still had the Holy of Holies. They did the communion every Sunday. So what did Luther do? 
你看到什么呢？There is this holy of holies in the middle of the sanctuary。那在这圣所中间的是圣所。And there's two high pulpits。那是有两个高的这个讲台。One here has a Bible on it。那一个有有这个呃这个圣经。Read the Bible。啊，读圣经。And one is where the preacher preaches。那一个是这个传道人传传讲道的这个。How when people go to church they go sit down and they watch the guy read the Bible and the guy preaches。那你在那边参加聚会就是一个人读圣经，一个人讲道。那是没有非常好的基督徒。那教会是是这样吗？那首先是有这个呃这个。那基督徒喜欢这个呃会堂。那基督徒喜欢这个呃会堂。那基督
那这个教会是长什么样子呢? It should look like Jesus. 要长得很像耶稣, Just like Jesus. 就像耶稣一样, That's what the church is. When two or three gather together, and they gathered on the right basis, you can see Jesus. He's there. That's the church. The church looks like Jesus. And you know what? These apostles knew Jesus very well. So when somebody came in who didn't look like Jesus, they said, No, no, that's not like Jesus. And that's how the church was built. Not with stones, not with wood. But it was the building of Jesus. Paul puts it this way. The church is where Christ is all and in all. That's the secret of the church model. Now you say, how can that be? Now how can sinners look like Jesus? You and I. We're just sinners saved by grace. How can we look like Jesus? Uh, if we come together and we've been saved and we love the Lord the Holy Spirit gives us the life of Jesus. You know, one reason that uh, I came here 15 years ago is when the saints were worshiping. I could see Jesus. Why? Because somebody who's very good at speaking would pray, I'd say, oh, that sounds good. But then I'd hear a very simple person praying, I'd say, oh, that's really heartfelt. And when people pray in the Spirit and sing in the Spirit, you can see Jesus. It's a miracle. And when the gospel is preached, you can see Jesus. And that early church got together and they had everybody come in their home and they fixed everybody uh, pork buns and, and this and that and preached gospel. And all the neighbors could see Jesus. And then they had some needs and somebody bought some land and brought in some money. And you could see Jesus. Barnabas was just Joseph the Levite. But when he brought a large sum of money from selling some land and he gave it to the apostles so they could feed everybody. And then the regular people were empowered with the Holy Spirit. They pray and somebody gets healed. somebody takes a lot of good notes. I know Sandy takes notes at the prayer meeting. Uh, Enoch jots things down and there's some others. I wonder how many people have been healed by the prayers on Tuesday night. 
记笔记，就是星期二祷告聚会的时候会记下许多祷告事项。那我现在是想说，有多少人星期二呃借着祷告聚会得着医治的呢 ？Oh, I wish more people had been healed, but I can tell you something. Over 15 years, we saw some miracles happen. 那我们知道，我希望有更多的人能够得着医治，但是我们在过去的十五年，我在。I see Jesus in that. 我实在是看到耶稣在当中。Sometimes we're worshiping. 当我们从聚集的时候，一种敬拜的时候。I don't think he's around. And little Tim prays from over there. 那这个 Tim 他就会在那边，他就会。What's he ten years old? 做一个祷告。他现在几岁？十岁吗 ？Is he ten? 十岁了吗 ？Well, he loves the Lord like he's thirty years old. 他爱主就像一个三十岁的一个。When he prays, I see Jesus. 当他祷告的时候，我就看到耶稣。You understand? 你明白吗 ？When we gather. If people don't see Jesus, it doesn't matter how fancy a place we have, how big a place we have. It's nothing. When we come together, so no matter what, if people don't see Jesus, it's nothing. 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 As life grows, as this life continues to grow, we come to a crisis. We will face some difficulties. Maybe flesh has come in, or sin, or self, or sin, or self. And as a result, people fight. That result is that people fight. Now what are we going to do? 那我们现在能做什么呢 ？How are we going to deal with these things? 我们怎么解决这些问题呢 ？These are the crises. 这些就是危机。In the time in the early church when everything was going great, many people were enthusiastic. 那早期的教会的时候，许多人都是非常的这个，呃，非常的有有有，呃，就是，就是很高兴，很愿意去做事情。And many people imitated Jesus. 那许多人会。Can you imitate Jesus? You you will imitate Jesus? Sure you can. But you can. For ten minutes. Yeah, ten minutes. And then you lose your temper. Then you you start being cool. You start being cool. Or you start judging. You start being cool. But you can imitate for ten minutes. 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 呃，用基督的生命在我们里面活出来的话，我们只是在那边学习，只在那边。This is what I want to just end with this morning. 所以我今天早上所要分享的。Here's the question. 我现在有个问题。When we gather, do we look like Jesus? 当我们聚集的时候，我们像耶稣吗 ？Dear brothers and sisters, 亲爱的弟兄姐妹 ，When we gather for Thanksgiving on Thursday here, 当我们星期四一同聚集感恩节聚集的时候 ，We have the gospel, we have testimony, we have song. 我们传福音，我们讲见证。Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And let your love during the time of the feast be so manifest that our visitors see Jesus. Let your love be so manifest that our visitors see Jesus. Let your love be so manifest that our visitors see Jesus. Let your love be so manifest that our visitors see Jesus. Let your love be so manifest that our visitors see Jesus. Let your love be so manifest that our visitors see Jesus. Let your love be so manifest that our visitors see Jesus. When they look like Jesus, when they look like Jesus, then the church grew in life. That this church's life grew, and the Lord was happy. Christ was all in all, and could be seen in them.
那所有的这些事情都会让基督的彰显，在我们生活当生生活的彰显会会拦阻这些。那我们个人当长得像什么呢？ May we look like Jesus? 但愿我们能够长得像耶稣一样。哦，主必来。哦，何等的希望。哦，主必来。哦，何等像主。Blessed Stamp your impression deep in my heart. Let's just commit this matter to the Lord with a few prayers.
自己的爱。主啊，你是教会的元首，你是那建造教会者。主啊，你借着你自己的圣灵，借着你自己的仆人，主啊，在各地建造你自己的教会，好使你自己的爱能够在你自己的家中被显明。主啊，我们在你面前，我们向你仰望。主啊，求主你自己圣灵继续的带领教会前面的道路。主啊，让每一个人都能够充满着基督的生命，活出基督的样式。主啊，让我们真能够看见，这是天的门，这是神的殿。主啊，是你居住在我们当中，让圣徒一同被建造。主啊，真能够一同来见证耶稣基督是主。主啊，当人来到我们当中的时候，真能够看见主你自己的美丽。主，我们感谢，我们赞美你。主啊，让我们能够与众圣徒一同来。哦，主啊，真能够来彰显、来享受主你自己的爱是何等的长阔高深。主啊，让我们真能够看见主你自己的丰富是在你自己的教会当中。主啊，我们感谢你，我们赞美你，为着这么多年以来，主啊，你赐给你教会话语的指示，我们向主献上感恩，感谢主，因着你自己的话，因着你自己的圣灵，你在建造你自己的教会。主，我们赞美，我们感谢。好，让我们心中的敬拜、爱戴、尊贵、荣耀都归给主。让我们真能够主啊，哦，活出基督的样式，与喜乐的人同乐，与爱哭的人同哭。主啊，让我们能够一同哦，主啊，在你自己的身体里面一同成长，彼此建造，成为灵工，好使主你自己居住在我们当中。主，我们感谢，我们赞美，把心中的爱戴、敬拜都归给主。听我们的祷告，是靠主耶稣基督的名求。Jesus, Lord, although we've never seen you physically, Lord, we still see you, Lord. We thank you that your church is where, where you dwell, Lord. We thank you that it's not made up of certain people, Lord. Um, but thank you, Lord, that you have called all of us here. Lord, we ask that, we hope, Lord, we pray that you may be Christ in all. You may be all in all. In this fellowship, Lord, even Lord, may we see you and see Christ in one another, Lord, not、um, outwardly, but may we see the Jesus, Lord, that is living in us, that has made a home in us. So we thank you that it is you that we are, that is our foundation, and it's you are what is being built upon.、Um, 
So we thank you for your word, Lord. May you work in our lives, Lord. May we all go through this crisis, Lord. May we all have this opportunity to choose you and to live life um, not of our own, not by flesh, Lord, but of you, Lord. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. us and show yourself through us. Lord, we ask that we fulfill your desires by being humble and obedient to you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.